0: And I felt a word from God this afternoon, and uh, I had planned on speaking about something else, but God just has moved me, and, and uh, we're going to follow the word of the Lord. Numbers chapter 35 and verse number 9. This is after the children of Israel have been over the Red Sea, and the Bible says the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye be come over Jordan, whenever you do come over Jordan into the land of Canaan, he said, then you shall appoint you cities to be cities of refuge for you. That the slayer may flee thither which killeth any person at unawares, and they shall be unto you cities for refuge from the avenger. That the manslayer die not until he stand before the congregation in judgment. And of those cities which you shall give, six cities shall you have for refuge. He said, when you go over Jordan, he said, you need to make some cities of refuge. And I want to talk to you just for this simple subject over the next few moments. Refuge is over Jordan refuge is over jordan why don't we go before the lord right now and let's just ask him to speak to our hearts tonight god we come before you lord we're so thankful for your presence that we feel in this place god i am so thankful for your word god for this great church i pray god that you would speak oh god let the anointed word of god go forth tonight God, and let it touch every heart and every mind. God, help us to understand, God, and to see more clearly, God, that you are a refuge for us, oh God, in the time of need, God. Oh, Lord, shake us tonight, I pray, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. As you probably have experienced, there's one thing that always happens to me is I read something in the Bible and I just can't get it out of my spirit. You just There's just some words that pop off the page and just stick with you for a few days or even maybe for a lifetime, they may stick with you. Promises that God gives to you or just, just a revelation that God just seemingly gives to you. Because we know his word is alive. And and really one of those has been just just speaking to me lately comes from Psalms chapter number forty-six. Verse number one, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst. Of the sea through the waters thereof though the waters thereof roar and be troubled though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof Selah these next few words have captured me he said in the middle of all this there is a river there is a river the Bible says where the streams whereof shall make the city of God glad and it says, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. It was, it's so interesting as you look through these scriptures. He says, God is our refuge. And then he begins to talk about fear. And he begins to talk about how you know we can be shaken. And our, our world can be shaken. Mountains can be moved. And waters can roar and be troubled. And all these different things. And then he just says, there is a river. There's a river that comes from God, that makes the city of God glad. This morning, as I was standing in the balcony with, with our tech team, and I was watching the service go on, man, that river of God just began to flow into our midst. And it was, it was just such an amazing thing. I mean, you could, you could almost visibly see it. You could see people that I know have had extreme pain this week that has happened to them. They just lifted up their hands. And they, although there was so much trouble in their life, they, it, all of it just seemed to melt away in the presence of God. Although they may be sick in their body, they found a refuge and a strength during that time when God moved. There was a time of refreshing that came from the presence of the lord there was a river that flowed it's that river that flows from god we we experience it so often maybe in our personal time maybe especially when we come together collectively just as we were singing a few moments ago you feel that river begin to flow And it seems as if all of your troubles and all your worries just begin to melt away. Your hills are are just melted. I like where David said, he said, the hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. My problems just melt away when I get into his presence. But he starts it all off by saying, God is our refuge How is it possible that although things can be crazy around us, although we can have the seas roar and although this earth can be shaken, although, uh, you know, we are facing so many trials, whether it be physically or mentally or even politically in our world, how is it that we can still feel that peace when we come into the presence of God? It's because there is a river. And there is a stream that flows, that although there is, there is a mess around us, it's streams that make the city of God glad. It reminds me of probably the most popular psalm, Psalms chapter 23, where David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and then he says this, he leadeth me beside still waters. In the midst of this chapter, we know he talks about enemies that are facing him. We know he talks about the valley of the shadow of death that he goes through. But yet he says, you lead me beside still waters. One of the greatest things about coming together into the house of God is that whenever we get into God's house and we begin to worship Him, there is that river that begins to flow. And no matter what struggles you may be having, no matter what sickness you have in your body, no matter what trials you're facing, you can come and you can find a still water in the presence of God. Everything can just seemingly fade away in His presence because in his presence is fullness of joy, and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. But all throughout the Bible you see water is used, and sometimes it's used in a, in a great way, and sometimes it's used in, in a judgment form, but you go and you start to look throughout the Bible, you see water is a is an extreme uh, you know, gift that is given to us. It's a physical thing that we can see that reveals a lot of spiritual things. But throughout the Bible, you'll see that, that water just in creation came up as a mist from the ground and just watered the whole earth. You see, water was used to bring a flood upon the world in judgment during Noah's day and water was used as a as a means of deliverance whenever God turned the water into blood as a part of the plagues to deliver his people we see probably the most prominent use of water in the old testament is whenever the children of Israel are facing the red sea they come out of Egypt and now they're facing the red sea and God had led them there, and the, they're, they're in, the sea is in front of them, and the Egyptian army is coming behind them. And we know, probably all know the story about how Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And God opened up the Red Sea, and they walked through on dry ground. And not only that, their captors began to come into that dry ground, and when they did, the Bible says, the sea swallowed up the enemy what a great victory it was and what a great time it was and uh, i mean they they begin to worship as pastor mentioned uh, on the other side of that sea and i mean it was just a great 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 rejoicing but then we find that they were meant to go to the jordan river in fact god it was a given god said when you go over jordan i want you to make some cities of refuge But you begin to read your Bible and you begin to see that after they sent some spies into the land, they said, we cannot take the land. Let's not go over Jordan. And so they decided not to cross over Jordan, but instead they began their trek through the wilderness and in fact, God in Deuteronomy chapter 1, he, he begins to tell them, he said, you know, because you have done this thing, he said, you, in, in fact, he, he told them, he said, you've dwelt here long enough. It's time to go over Jordan. But because you refuse, he said, you will wander in the wilderness. And they refuse to cross over jordan they did not go beyond jordan and what what i feel so strongly to share with us today what i feel like god wants us to understand is that yes we may have great victories in our past but that does not mean that we need to get complacent and that does not mean that we need to begin wandering just around in circles but we need to understand that god still has some places that he wants us to go to that is beyond jordan There's refuge over the Jordan River. In fact, over the Jordan River was called the Promised Land. You see the Jordan River all throughout the Bible. From here on out, the Jordan River is used multiple times and and great things happen at the Jordan River. But the Jordan River was supposed to have this great victory. This was supposed to be the next crossing that they were supposed to do. This next next body of water that they were supposed to go through, but they decided to stay on the other side. You see, in Egypt, they had persecution, but when they went over the Red Sea, that was was deliverance. That was provision. They had persecution in Egypt, but provision came to them when they went through the Red Sea. And if they would have went over Jordan that's whenever provision would have turned to promise. Because that was the promised land. I was witnessing with, with another pastor that, that's in the state of Florida. I was witnessing to, uh, to another person in their church. And, and uh, we got to talking. And, and uh, he, was, he was talking about whether or not the, the Holy Ghost is for us today. And he, he, he made this statement. He said, how come you say that you're right? whenever there's a lot of other people not following it and so we said well you know the bible says that you know narrow is the way and few there be that find it and all these different things but but one of the one of the things that I took them to was this story about Israel I said you know there's a lot of people they have a great experience with God they get delivered out of Egypt out of the world they have great encounters with God they, they have a Mount Sinai experience they get words from God but yet they die in the wilderness not obtaining the full promise that god has for them and ladies and gentlemen let that not be said of you and me let that not be said of us that we say god god i'm just faith that says god if there's something else for me jordan there was victory that was gonna head. they chose to wander in the wilderness they got comfortable where they were in fact they even begin to wish that they could go back to egypt because they never entered into the promise and ladies and gentlemen let me tell you something you can begin to but you see jordan all throughout the bible and really as you look throughout the bible you begin to see that crossing over jordan is a statement to say god i want more from you i want more of you I want promises that you've promised to me. As you go throughout the word of God, you read in Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And the two went on. The next verse is something that is very troubling. It says that 50 men of the sons of the prophet went, but they stood afar off and said, I'm not going to cross over Jordan but elisha said elijah if you're going over there i'm going over jordan with you as you live i'm going to keep on going as long as you're still here as long as you're going over there that's where i'm going to go too." you know what ladies and gentlemen i'm thankful for ministry i'm thankful for a man of god that continues to say let's go higher let's go deeper let's go further i'm thankful for a vision a voice of vision that we have in our midst Because I can get alongside and say, okay, if you're going to go there, I'm going to go there too. What a blessing it is to have an Elijah. But Elisha said, I'm going to go over Jordan. But 50 sons of the prophets. These were not just regular old people. These were sons of the prophets stayed. But the Bible says they viewed afar off. And the Bible says, Elijah, they stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters of Jordan. And they were divided hither and thither so that the two went over on dry ground. That sounds familiar. It says, and it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, look at what happens when he goes over the Jordan. He said, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. You understand the mentality that Elisha had whenever he crossed over the Jordan. He understood there's more for me over the Jordan. And he he said, Elijah said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not... It shall not be so, and the Bible says. And it came to pass as they went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and uh, horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elisha went up by a. The Bible says he saw him no more, and he of Elijah that fell from him, and he smote the. What I'm going to do. And Elijah, he made it over Jordan. But then Elisha took up the mantle. And he was able to cross over Jordan for himself. And he was able to have a double portion of the power of God on his life. Because over Jordan is for me. Home. It's when you cross over Jordan. You can stay with the th- leprosy. Leprosy could not, be, could not be cleansed unless there were. And one of his... She said, I, I know a prophet. If the Bible says, so name the house of Elisha. I shall come again. I come all this, took my seat. He was, he was, he was wroth. He was, he was angry. And the Bible says he went away and said, behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand. And he would call on the name of the Lord. And he would, he would wave his hand over my sickness. And I would, I would be healed. And it would recover the leper. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just give you one tip. Don't try to think about how God's going to perform the promise that God has for you. Just sit back and say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm ready for you to do it. And whenever you do it, I'm just going to give you praise. When you try to take matters into your own hands, you're going to get mad. You're going to get confused. You're going to make mistakes. Look at Abraham. Abraham tried to take his promise into his own hands. That's another sermon for another day. That's not my notes. Don't take your promise into your own hands and say, well, I think it's going to happen this way while God's working everything out this way. Just trust God. Just trust God. And then verse number 12, it says, Are not Abna and Far, far rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? He said, isn't there cleaner waters that I can go to? He said, may I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage, the Bible says. But his servant came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saith to thee, wash and be clean? Let me tell you something God's not asking really hard things from us ladies and gentlemen God's just asking us to trust him day by day to follow his word sometimes it seems like a big task but sometimes we may get angry and say well I just I want to do something great for God maybe I'm talking to some young person here you can get frustrated thinking well I I know I'm supposed to do something great for God but but I just can't do it right now What God wants you to do is just to trust Him. What He says, do it. And this is what He says. Then He went down. He finally said, okay, let's go to the Jordan. And He dipped Himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God, and, and all he and all of his company and came and stood before him and said, Behold, now I know there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, he made the choice to say, you know what, the man of God said, I need to go over to Jordan, so you know what, maybe I should just go over to Jordan. And he may have went down the first time been like why do i need to do this but just keep on keeping on keep on keeping on you see the jordan river so many times throughout the bible and so many prominent times none more prominent probably than john the baptist john the baptist began to baptize in the jordan river prepare ye the way of the Lord make his path straight he was he was preparing the way of the lord and and john he 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 was there at the jordan river baptizing but matthew records some words from john in chapter 3 verse 11 he says this i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance i can only go so far right now i can only go to the jordan and only do so much he said but he that cometh after me is mightier than I there's another level that's going to come to this thing that's happening here at the Jordan he said I'm just doing something called repentance I'm just I'm just I'm there's just a little bit of deliverance that's that's happening here but he said but but he there's one coming after me who's mightier than I whose shoes I'm not even worthy to bear he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not enough to just stop. There's another level that God has for you. There's another level that God has for you. There's, uh, there's mightier things that God has for you and I. And Could it be that we get to repentance, but we don't get to the refuge that God has for us? Could it be that we get the deliverance of Egypt, but we don't get the destiny of the land of Canaan? Because we go through the Red Sea. We go through the baptism of repentance, but we never allow the fire. We never allow the fire to call us deeper. Could it be that even in our, in our, in our walk with God, and you know, there's times whenever you see this, there's people that come to the altar and they have a great experience with God, but then they stop short of what God has for them. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to learn. And this morning was so beautiful because there were so many people that just, that just waited in the presence of God. They, just, they found that refuge They went past just the the God I'm here for deliverance into another dimension with God where God's spirit wrapped around him where there was the Holy Ghost and fire that came. Wherever there was, where where God, there's that place where God just, you tarry long enough, you go, you cross the Jordan and he says, what do you want? Ask it and I will give it to you. You see that all throughout the Bible. You see that with Solomon. Solomon got to that place he said, what do you want from me? And he said, oh, that you would give me wisdom. And he said, because you've asked for wisdom, he said, I'm going to give you wisdom and I'm going to give you blessings as well. But ladies and gentlemen, what I feel so strongly in the Holy Ghost is that we need to allow God to take us deeper. Allow God to take you deeper. I don't know how far you've gone in God, but there's always another level with God. doesn't matter how many times you read the Bible, you can still read the Bible and he'll still speak to you in a different way. And in a different time and in a, for a different set of circumstances. But there's something special that happens when you get determined to go deeper. You can get that double portion of anointing. You can get that deliverance from that rotting flesh that you have on you like Naaman did. You, you, you can find the refreshing. You can find the hope. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I'm, I'm convinced there's no better place to be than in the house of God. Hey, and you know, we, we say this a lot, you know, I'm, I'm thankful, you know, I'm, I'm one that heads it up, and we have a great team that tries to put this on the internet, where, where people can watch it from home, and all these different things, but there is nothing that can replace coming into the house of God, when the river of God begins to flow, when the refreshing waters come from the presence of God, there's nothing more powerful than when we begin to sing about, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty, we are standing on holy ground, and the presence presence of God begins to move in and hope is found and refuge is found and, and everything that you need uh, is right at your fingertips because the presence of the almighty God is at your fingertips. There's nothing greater than when Jesus steps on the seat because there's nothing that is withhold from Jesus. There's nothing that's too hard for Jesus. But when Jesus steps on the scene, there's got to be a desire in you that says, I want more than just what you have for me. I want more. I want. I just don't want to wander in the wilderness. I just don't want a Mount Sinai experience as, as great as it is. I don't just want a Red Sea experience. As great as it is, I want more, God. I want. I want to do more for you. I want to do more for you i want to fight another battle i want to dip in the water one more time i want i want to leave the sons of the prophet on a far away i want to come a little deeper because one thing you will learn about god god is moved in a special way when you are moved no greater example of this is the woman with the issue of blood the Bible says there was a crowd of people just surrounding Jesus. I mean, it, it was, there was no social distancing. It was just, the Bible says, I mean, they were packed in. There was a press. There was a throng, the old King James says. And as Jesus is walking through the midst of these people, everybody touching him, everybody there to see him do a miracle, everybody there hoping that, that they can hear a word from God, Jesus said, who touched me? This has been one of the most mind-blowing stories for me. Because it wasn't Jesus that touched them. It was them that touched Jesus. And out of everybody that was touching Jesus, Jesus could tell that somebody who had desire touched him. It wasn't just somebody that was there to be a part of the crowd. It wasn't just somebody that was there because this is what we do on Sunday night. It wasn't just somebody that was there. It's because this is just what I was raised to do. But it was somebody that said, I'm coming to where Jesus is, and I need you, God. I need you to work in my life. And without Jesus saying a word, without Jesus even laying his hands on, the Bible said, virtue came out of him. The river began to flow. The power of God began to move because there was a desire that says, God, I want more. God, I need more. God, I want more. Would you stand all over the building tonight? You may have came into this place just because this is what you do on a Sunday night. But I wonder if God's spirit and his word can shake you right now to say, God, I need more from you. I wonder if you can say, God, I want the refuge that's over Jordan. God, I want the blessings that's over Jordan. God, I want the promise that's over Jordan. God, I want to go deeper in you. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus oh Jesus we need you Lord I need you Jesus We tell you something God has moved when you break out of your comfort zone. We've gotten used to wearing masks. In our culture, we've gotten used to wearing masks, right? It's just kind of become a thing now, unfortunately, where we gotta wear a mask. But ladies and gentlemen, I've just felt so strongly in the Holy Ghost that some of us need to take off our spiritual mask. To where we say oh everything's fine i can be dignified i'm just gonna go through i'm just gonna do what i always do i'm not gonna let everybody see the pain in my life i'm not gonna let everybody see that i have a need but what god is looking for is for somebody to take off that spiritual mask and reveal god i need you god i'm broken without you God, I just wander in a wilderness without you. God, I, I, there, there's nothing, God. I have nothing without you. Come on, we're all over the building. Would you just let that, let that desire pour out? God, I want you. You are my refuge. God, I need you. You are my victor. God, I need you, God. God, I just don't want to hear a word from you tonight. God, I need you, God. I need the Holy Ghost and fire. I want to go deeper in you,
1: Jesus. (laughs)